for Breakfast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, hope everybody had a great weekend. We are at Tuesday. Uh, things are going well. So we had a lot of great responses come in last week from the Caroline DeMore interview. And honestly, I was pretty shocked by that information she told us too. Obviously, I live in New York, so you hear about Jeffrey Epstein's townhouse all the time. You hear these stories come out in the media, but to actually hear somebody that was there, went through that experience, and I was just like, whoa, like super brave of her to share, really cool of her to share that on the podcast with us. She said she's never told that to anybody before, and I don't know, I'm really excited. She's got, you know, we're not allowed to say, but she's on the upcoming season of The Hills New Beginnings, which is like the best reality show on TV, in my opinion. Um... She's got a cool vibe. She's got that new pizza company. I actually pre-ordered one of the sauces. They look really great. And they're not that expensive. It's like $11 and it's fancy. And, you know, you heard like fresh ingredients, everything we want when we're looking for stuff like that. So, yeah, that was really cool. She was a nice, she was really supportive of the podcast. So that was exciting too. And yeah, so just really excited to follow along with her career. Now on thursday's episode we've got jared freed coming on another real cool like new york city type guy he's gotten really famous in the comedy scene he was on an mtv show really funny like the type of guy you're talking to and you're like "Ooh, like am i on a date right now no i know he has a girlfriend jess who's really cool but you just get that vibe like he's very comfortable to talk to really fun really funny um he runs you up with betches and then he also does the j train podcast which he's had for a while so he's really good at like the dating advice and like doing all that kind of thing. All right, let's get into the show for today. Now, let's start with our market minute talking Robin Hood again. But last week, they officially filed for their IPO. Uh, so they're rumored to list or go public, they say end of Q2, which would look around June. Now, this company generated $682 million uh, in 2020. That's like a 514% increase from the year before. They are growing, they are rocking and rolling. They had over 13 million users in early 2020, probably probably closer to 20 million now I found a stat somewhere now let's talk about the founders for a minute this is a very like Britney type angle she would love this story she likes getting the founder type juice but Robin Hood is obviously still privately owned it was created by Vladimir who I talk about Tenev and then Beijou I believe is how you say his name Beijou Bat in 2013 that's not even that long ago and they serve as co-CEOs together uh, and they still own the majority of the company shares I guess they met in Stanford they were like in a dorm room together just pretty cool stuff that like that can happen I guess that's why these parents pay all that money for their kids to go to these schools right just kidding. Um, so ahead of Robin Hood's IPO, actually, interestingly enough, the one guy, not Vlad, the one with the crazy haircut, the other one, he actually just stepped down from his position as co-CEO and will serve only as like co-founder and a board member. Um, apparently, this was to ensure like smoother leadership. I get it. They just want one leader who's going to lead the company. And I guess Vlad was more like the visionary of the two. So it was decided he'd be like the better fit. I don't know how that went down. Maybe the other guy was just kind of like, you know, these guys have made so much money. So one of them and Vlad just had a baby's married. I don't know the other guy's situation, but Vlad's probably just like he's a visionary. He wants to keep moving and moving. And maybe the other guy was just kind of like, 
I'm ready to cash out, you know, like a hundred mil doesn't sound so bad. I can just do my thing, buy a house, a vacation home, a car, like have a nice life, send my kids to school. Like, do I need all that stress? Vlad's getting like chewed up. Remember when he was on Barstool with the, or on uh, Dave Portnoy's Instagram live and, and he was like, Dave, I had to wear a hat because like you keep making fun of my haircut. It's true. His haircut was ridiculous. Like he looked like... I don't know what I'm allowed to say or not, but I did have a funny joke for it. But he looked like something for sure. Um, and then he was, Dave was like, I don't, you know, I, I'm sorry. I made, it's the guys that cut these like funny videos. They at Barstool made some funny video about the two of them fighting. And Vlad was basically like, but I'm a fan. So I'm sure at some point you, you're either like, do I want to go through that or do I not? And I think that uh, maybe... They ultimately decided Vlad had more of that in him to go forward. This is going to be a huge company, though. So one thing that keeps coming up, how does Robin Hood make money? We talk about this a lot in the show, especially last year. So if you're new here, go back and check that out. Um, but basically, I think that they bake fees into their trade price because that's what I've heard from people who would know. But, you know, all speculative. All right. So the cake in this, and this is not investment advice. I am not a registered broker, but... I probably will be buying this IPO. Um, like even if they tumble on their listing day, which is what happened with Uber, I bought Uber's IPO, I think around the close and because it was tumbling a lot, I think it ended up closing around 40, $40 a share. It hasn't moved a ton, but I really believe I, again, not investment advice, that's me personally, I think it's gonna be a long-term company. You have to say that because people get sued left, right, and center if you're not a registered broker and give investment advice. So do not take this as investment advice. Here's what I like about the product though. From somebody who has worked on an actual Bloomberg terminal, Robinhood has the same sort of like look and feel to it. Their layout, like the way they ping you with alerts. Um, if you're losing money, if you're making money, like they sort of help you do your job for you. I'm sure all the other apps like are like that. But to me, I feel like Robinhood is using an Apple phone and using all these other, you know, I don't want to say because one of them I'd love to sponsor the show, but using all these other trading platforms feels more like an Android, like still the same features, but Robin Hood's got it right. No, Vlad does not sponsor the show, even though I've would definitely pitch uh, pitch that to him. Now for investing, when people say, oh, and for Robin Hood, people are like, how do I, how do I download it? Go on to like your apps, hit download Robin Hood. It's literally the same as like connecting your phone to Venmo. Um, it's a couple steps, you transfer money. Me personally, if I say, if you're gonna invest, do it. So like it would hurt if you're gonna lose the money. Otherwise don't waste your time. It's a lot of time. You have to follow the stock price, make sure everything's going well. And like, if you're gonna be investing money, you're on the app every day. Like you're watching it. You're like, you should be concerned about earnings. You should be reading up what's happening around earnings. Like you should be that sort of aware. Otherwise it's just like throwing money into a slot machine. So I always think women too, like if you're married, like if your husband's running your, or if the husband runs the money at the house, um, or even if you're working, if you are working, whatever, like take some of that and just like have it to play around with and invest with and like learn about how to grow money. I just think it's interesting for, I find it's always men that are on the trading apps when like it's a fun, sexy thing to do. It's, I don't know, get into it. It's good. Okay, I'm turning the style of the show around a little bit today because the play of the day is its own story and I'm so obsessed with it. That is the college admission scandal. It's called like, Varsity Blues, who cares what it's called? It's like number four in Netflix. Um, 
I don't know what came over me. I watched this thing three times. I just started taking notes in it. I started thinking about it. I am not like nerdler reading research books. I don't really like history, like, you know, unless it's like scandalous, juicy, and sexy. This show is, oh, so basically I don't like documentaries, but this show is so freaking good. First of all, it's a new style of documentary that all documentaries should follow. It's like part like a show, like a movie, but like a well-written movie and then part a documentary. Like with the Playboy documentary, I thought like the acting part of it was lame. It was like, hey, is this like a high school history show, you know, and like it was like lame acting. No, this is like a Netflix movie matched with like the documentary side of things, which typically, like I said, I'm not into. I was sucked right in. Maybe it was like the content of it. I love the way they filmed it at the houses. All right, so my biggest takeaway of the whole show, I think I put this on my Instagram. Truly, what is the difference between donating a building and paying for this side door? That really annoyed me because we saw in there like Jared Kushner, the Ivanka Trump's husband, Kushner, however you say it, his dad donated two mil. And he like got, donated some building or to a building. Jared got in. Jared was apparently super average student. Whatever. It's obvious what happened there. How is that any different than don't? I mean, okay. So the things I don't agree with: hiring somebody to write your kid's test. No, that is wrong. Making up a lie and sending in pictures that your son plays water polo or that they're on like the horseback riding team or sailing team. Like, no, those are like, that's like illegal. That's like dealing cocaine. It's like crossing the line. It's like, okay, if you're dealing weed, uh, maybe. The other one, dealing cocaine, no. Dealing heroin, no. That's like going too far. But really like not too much of a difference. I need to learn more about this Rick Singer guy. What was he doing it for? Beautiful home, like stunning uh, Newport Beach style, like nice living. The guy wore the same pair of shorts every single day, wore the same like athletic jacket, literally going into court. Usually people like get their hair done when you're like going in to get arrested. He's in like a, a windbreaker zip up, like what he's not married he's dating he's like seems to be pretty rich they said he made 25 mil and he's dating like a 53 year old woman and doesn't really seem to know how to date doesn't really seem to be that interested so he's not trying to be like the big hitter playboy guy i think maybe it's just he wants to win like maybe he just like loves the win loves getting the feeling of the kid in Another thing, like he was like a high school basketball coach and then I can't remember why he got fired for some reason. And then he went on to like coaching kids to get into school. So obviously like coach mentality and then maybe just like took it to the freaking extreme uh, level. I did feel a little bit bad for Felicity Huffman, if I may, because apparently they use tactics on her like, well, why isn't your daughter scoring well? Is it because you've worked too much? Is it because your career was your focus? And then you just like guilt these people into doing it and it sucks. Now, when I think about which one of the women I would be like, I don't think I'm the one who's like, oh, my one daughter's stupid, but the other one, you know, she knows what's going on. I don't think I would be that mom. I'd be more like the, we talked to our friends at Goldman, highly recommended. Like, I would probably be the rich mom bragging about, like, using this guy. Like, that's the kind of mom I would be in. I would probably be the one who, like, took the whole case down because she was, like, talking too much about it. Oh, my gosh, which brings me to my next thing, which is crazy. So this guy, and all these dads are, like, weirdly handsome, um, except for that one, like, huge real estate guy. But they're all like kind of have the same look, the same vibe, the same kind of shtick to them. But 
it's this guy that gets brought in for pump and dumping, which is like you pump the stock up, dump it. It's like a whole thing I'm not going to get into now. Just think of it as like insider trading. So the one, this one guy out in Connecticut, I think, gets brought in and he's obviously a super wealthy guy, starts freaking out and he's like, well, to lessen my case, what if I gave you some information on like the Yale coach? And then they're like, okay, we're listening. The Yale coach comes in, just totally freaks out. He's like, I'll tell you everything. Like, it's all Rick Singer. So, like, none of this would have even, like, ever, like, come to light if it weren't, I mean, in this moment, if it weren't for uh, that one guy who just freaked out on his charge and, like, tried to, you know, make it better for himself. With Rick, I also find interesting, he's like a systems guy, like it's system after system. So when he's getting kids into school, it was like step one, step two. And then when he gets caught, it was like step one, step two. And like the most even keel guy, maybe almost like a little Asperger's-y, but like that was kind of interesting to me. Like he just seemed to have no emotion whatsoever. Oh my gosh, the show makes you absolutely hate Stanford because, oh, that poor guy, like the sailing coach who didn't take any money for himself, who was just sort of like, and I could so see somebody doing that at a company being like, okay, okay, whatever, here's money, cool, whatever. Like, I do believe, and I like the way the show painted that guy too. Like, I believe him to be a good, honest man, plus him taking no money. Um, I found the tennis coach like super hot. I'm sorry, the one who was like taking the cheating tests. I was like, I loved his little scarf um, and his little get up, but like not gonna lie, I thought he was like pretty good looking. Oh, sorry, which brings me back to Stanford. Like they got all this money and like nothing happened to them. They're, some of their people got arrested or whatever, but like the school still gets the money. Like nothing happened to the money that came into the institution. And the documentary definitely reflects on that. Like, whoa, like this is not okay here. So the cake, the cake on this one is tough because I got to make stronger opinions about things. I think that if I was in that situation, I would probably be involved in similar scenarios. If you've got the money and power at your fingertips, like, I don't know, I probably would. I wouldn't have somebody write my kids test. Honestly, and I'll, it, I think I wouldn't do that because I'd be too scared of the consequences of getting caught. But Pushing some of those boundaries, I definitely would be that mom. Sorry, Wall Street moms, I know you gave me heck. Okay, this next story I thought was interesting, especially in the wake of like everybody wanting to move somewhere, like New York for sure. People are like, oh, I wanna go to one of these like no income tax states. And I was kind of like, what is that? Like, what does that actually, like, I get what it means, but I'm like, what are these states? What are they like? So this article came out and it said, and it listed the nine states that have no income tax in the U.S. And those are Alaska, Florida, Nevada, New Hampshire, I still can't say that, New Hampshire, I don't know, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. Mm, I wonder if that's why uh, Kanye wants to set up residence there. That's interesting. Um, so yeah, these are, I guess, the states that like, whatever, you don't make tax on your income. And that's why people in Texas, if you make like 50 grand, you drive a Tesla is the joke. Shout out Texas, I do love you. I love the style, but come on, we know that's kind of true. Um, but there are some pushbacks. I found an article that said, no income tax sounds appealing, but it does come with trade-offs, especially with like security. I feel like the, you don't get as much money for like, you know, 
I don't want to say police because no, the the mood is not to want police right now, but you probably get just sort of less of that stuff overall. States with no income tax often make up for the loss of revenue by charging residents higher sales tax, property tax, exercise tax, taxes on goods like fuel, tobacco, and alcohol. So I guess you could just buy that stuff somewhere else and you could go shopping somewhere else. So maybe this doesn't sound like that big of a deal after all. Although property taxes is interesting because if you get nailed on that, that's sort of like a big piece of your expenses. So who knows? But definitely hear a lot of people wanting to move to Texas. Shout out Joe Rogan, um, Florida. Everybody's moving to. It's going to literally bust at the seams. I do wonder, though, like I heard on um, Dave Portnoy's podcast, he's like, I bought this huge mansion out there and like I can have people come work for me and now I have to get a boat. And like that sounds aw- that does sound awesome. I'm not going to lie. Like I'd totally be down. But <laughs> Is New York, like, will you miss the action of New York? Like, is it the same? I haven't been in Miami since it's had this, like, enormous rebirth. But, I mean, it does feel sceney out there. So, yeah, maybe they're right. But New York is still New York. I don't know. I don't think you, if you if you live the, like, big mansion life, you can't just, like, go outside, you know, at 8 o'clock at night and get your nails done and pick up a sandwich and come home. Like, or maybe you can. Maybe you just order it from somewhere. I don't know. But... There's got to be some benefits to staying in these income, heavily, highly income tax states, which include obviously California and New York. Cake for Breakfast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, I wanted to take you on a personal journey that I have been on the past year, and that is therapy. Now, I'm the type of person who used to judge people for going to therapy. I thought it suggested a kind of weakness, a character. So when things got tough, instead of examining my emotions, I'd swallow or push them down, often using extreme exercise as a means to avoid emotional introspection. Yes, I might have been that girl in a boxing class in New York City that accidentally punched somebody in the face once. My therapist argues in a rage. I'm telling you, it was just an accident. (laughs) Anyway, well, the joke is on me because after I turned 30, I started to recognize patterns in my behavior that were really starting to affect my relationships with people. So I looked at the situation and thought I could either spend the next decade repeating these behavioral problems, or I could switch things up and start working on myself and stop blaming everyone else around me for my problems. So how do we do this? Better help. It's the new and improved therapy and best of all, millennial friendly. Okay, this isn't a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Now, let's talk about this for a minute because this was a huge fear of mine. What if I got matched with someone I didn't like? Well, there is no awkward in this game. It's just at the click of a button, you can be switched to somebody else in minutes. Now, I want you guys to take a serious look at your life. And if there is literally anything bothering you or something you're trying to get through, maybe it's a breakup and those are the worst, we all know. Maybe you just had a baby in your home all day and you need someone to talk to. This is where BetterHelp comes into play. So please visit BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P, dot com slash cake and join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Cake for Breakfast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash cake. And you'll be talking to somebody in less than 48 hours. I really encourage you guys to give it a try. Shoot me a DM if you want to talk about it, talk about my experience, or if you need any help getting online, I'm there for you. 
Okay, last story before we get into the cake of today. People are saying that Miley Cyrus broke her sobriety over the weekend. Honestly, celeb news has been pretty light this week. Nothing too exciting. Everything's about Sharon Osbourne and I just feel like no one cares. Our audience doesn't really care about Sharon Osbourne with her whole thing of the talk and she said something racist and I'm sure it was horrible, but I just think people, I just think it's being blown up into this whole thing. She's like 80, let's move on, hire somebody younger and cooler and you know, go on from there. So I guess the big story is that Miley Cyrus was out with this guy, Youngblood. They were at uh, the Rainbow Room, which is like this, honestly, it reminds me of the Viper Room. It's not really something that's been in vogue lately, but maybe that's type of like rock and roll bars coming back into style right now. Rainbow Room, it's on the strip there. Um, yeah, it's got like that old school vibe. But I guess this Youngblood is actually dating Jesse. Uh, oh my gosh, the Chrome Hearts daughter, Jesse. Jesse something. Her parents are like the, they design clothes for the rock stars, Jesse, and she's a singer too. But very much that, very much that Viper Room, um, Johnny Depp type vibe of person. But she was there um, drinking and she just told Rolling Stone in January that she's been sober through the whole pandemic. So people were like, oh no, like, Miley, what are you doing? My cake, Miley is a superstar. She doesn't slow down. She's not, you know, she was married. She couldn't stay tied down. Like she wants to keep moving and moving and moving. She is Madonna in the making. I feel like Miley Cyrus and Lady Gaga are the two people sort of competing for like that Madonna-esque type role. They're both in the running, in my opinion. Um, Lana Del Rey to me is like the classy icon, the classy icon. I think she's creating her own lane for herself. By the way, I think she's dropping an album soon or has just, she sent, she put out a bunch of cover art and I like just want to recreate her looks. I love her style. Uh, but yeah, so Miley, I hope has not broken her sobriety, but if she has, if she's going to do Miley, no one can tell her what to do. I feel like for the most part, she's a pretty good head on her shoulders. We all saw the Wrecking Ball video, which just changed the game in terms of art. Actually, maybe she's going, she's going to be like, she's the next Beyonce, I don't know, but she's pretty incredible. If she's broken her sobriety and needs help, I'm sure she'll get it. She does not strike me as somebody who falls hard. Love, Miley. All right, now our cake for today Hey Jess, my boyfriend and I have been dating for a while but fighting a lot. We've recently decided to take a break. It was a mutual decision. Ooh, I just, I know what you're saying. It's really hard and I want to reach out. What do you think? All right, this is a really hard one because I am such an emotional person. And like when some, something like that for me, which I've been in a situation like this before too, I run to it, I run to it, I run to it. So my advice is probably not gonna be the best, but breaks are really hard. I think it's better to like know the boundaries of the break. Like, are you 100% together in a month when it's over? Are you allowed to date other people during it? By the way, that's a bad decision. I If you're doing a break, say like no dating, let's just do it to like improve ourselves. and and see how we're doing. Um, breaks are really hard though. I'm really sorry you're going through this. I always think stay sexy, stay positive, like try and improve some, and again, I don't do any of these things that I say I go crazy. I like drink, smoke, eat bad food. Like I do it all. I, I know, I know what you're feeling, but try and go to a workout class, try and get, go buy a new outfit, 
try and even though the rules are that no one can date you secretly date on apps just tell him that the rules are no one's dating wink wink but i think that is important to do um and i think if it's just a break and you guys have a time limit it should be okay but if you want the break too it's for a reason so keep that in mind as well especially when things get tough and have like a couple friends that you can call and harass and talk to all day long when you need to and hopefully you can still communicate with your partner, but let me know what happens and how it goes. I will be interested to hear how it all works out. Thanks, you guys, for a great show. Really looking forward to Thursday's episode with Jared. Uh, make sure you watch that documentary. It is so good, and you will thank me. Bye for now. Now, for a quick interruption, I just want to ask something out of you guys. If you were listening to the show today and have not subscribed, would you mind just taking a couple seconds to do so? It's super simple. I'm going to walk you through it really quick. All you have to do is pick up your phone that you're listening to the show on. Go to the main screen. You should see a purple icon. It almost looks like a satellite dish and it says podcast below it. Once you open that up in the search icon, type in cake for breakfast. The show will come up and just hit the subscribe button. It's free for you and very meaningful for me. It supports my business. And honestly, Oprah asks her listeners to do the same thing, so I don't feel weird about it. <laughs> thank you so much for listening, and thank you even more for supporting the show today.